You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It's me, it's Chris Meany, and he's back, everybody. Chris <laughs> Meany is finally back. Uh, he went to a Canadian wedding somewhere out there, and uh, he has finally returned, and I'm so happy he is back. We've had some great fill-ins. Uh, I went solo rocking it out yesterday, but Chris, it's been um, <clears throat> one week since you talked to me. You see, see what I did there? It's like a yes. bare naked ladies. <laughs> Do what I did. But anyway, Canadian kindness returns. I'm thrilled to have you back, brother. I'm thrilled to be back. Yes. I've, I've missed your voice. I've listened and shout out to all the guests you've had Straffer and Haney. And I know you rocked solo yesterday phenomenal they they yes. filled the well, void I didn't have a meanie so I the heenie instead that's oh it. i loved it yeah heenie meanie miney mo i loved that <laughs> that was great um the shout out to the bare naked ladies who by the way i can't stand as a group so I you mean, know, this is a true just... story the first time i was ever in canada going to montreal to see the expos game and i swear to god we crossed the border and i turned on the radio and the first song ever was a bare naked lady song and i went yes we're in canada <laughs> I actually, there's actually some bare naked lady songs i do like but yeah uh, there's a couple i mean yeah that none of that was playing at the wedding no no bare naked ladies no nickelback none of that that you would assume <laughs> was playing at the wedding there was none of that but it was a great time and i'm glad to be back and try to I suck this, you know, this slate. We got some relievers on the hill, which always confuses me a little bit. Yeah, you got some of those openers today, which we're going to get to that. But look, if if you got guys who are, you know, we're opening games, chances are the guys coming after them is not somebody you're looking at anyway because they're trying to find the best way to just get out and get through the game. Exactly. So it's not exactly like what you want to invest in. Uh, but, you know, you know, we joke, but we forget there's some great Canadian artists out there. I'm not a Rush fan personally, but I understand people like the Rush. Neil Young. Neil Young is fantastic. Fantastic. Yes. Big fan of the Neil Young. So, so you know, for all of the Nickelbacks, let's not forget the Neil Youngs of the world. Okay? All right. So, yesterday was up and down. Okay? I'm going to – I'm going – I was like Chris Farley yesterday and Tommy Boy. Chris, you know, when he's sitting at the table and he had his whole little show to himself and I had my little pet and I had him and I stroked him and I love my pet. He's naughty. And then what happened? I killed my pet. I killed my pet. I killed it. And uh, I, the Phillies killed it, really. I mean, I'm just going to blame them. It just looked like the right thing to do. Line Star app was all over it, too. And you know what? It was just some days. It's You eat the bear. Sometimes the bear eats you. So, of course, the one guy who actually hit a home run that game was Cesar Hernandez. And I watched part of that game because it's actually on the uh, ESPN feed. And Hoskins just missed getting under a ball when you could see it was like the right pitch. I was like, oh, so close. And, you know, he just missed it and a couple other just misses. But uh, Freddie Peralta undid me there. Uh, but on the, on the positive side, Robbie Ray came away with a victory. We were all about the Robbie Ray in his place, in his place. Uh, we were all over yesterday, or I guess the Royal We, which is just me. I was by <laughs> myself uh, on Matt Olson too. And Chris Davis, those were nice. two guys talked about at length there. So got three home runs between those guys. And lefty, lefty, still got the home run from Olsen. That's what we want. Uh, so there were some good last night. It wasn't all terrible. But Reynaldo Lopez, who I absolutely, you know, pwned yesterday too, uh, he got a win. <laughs> you know, I just told you how bad the Indians are. 
And uh, so, look, it, it's funny because I had a lineup with Bieber and Boyd. I was all about Bieber and Boyd last night, getting those guys in. And it still cashed all over in cash games last night because the slate was so damn wacky. Now, tournaments, not a great tournament night. That's just sometimes how it goes. But at least the cash games were good. But that's in the past. I want to talk about the future. And we got a wacky slate to start with. So, Chris, are you ready? Is the jet lag gone? Are you all ready to rock and roll? I am ready, yes. Hey, right. Let's do this thing. And by the way, like Bryce yeah. Harper, what is going on with him? I watched a little bit. Of, I got in late last night, too. And, you know, it took me a little bit to wind down. And I was watching the game you mentioned. I know the Phillies got some runs late, but it wasn't obviously who you wanted. But Harper, another three strikeouts. This guy's hitting 222 on the season. I mean, it's, it's been a rough start for him. Contract pressure. Yeah. This is exactly what happens to most big-time guys. That's why I always want guys on the contract year or the second year after they've signed. Uh, that first year when somebody goes, I like to run the other direction. And meanwhile, everybody every year, well, what, 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 are you going to change this guy's profile in the black book? Well, yeah, I'm going to change it when he signs somewhere because it's going to get worse depending yeah. on where he signs and how much he signs for. That's what's going to happen. He's going to go down. No and, kidding. And, I, and look, I understand Philly's a good home run ballpark, and he's going to figure it out eventually. And sure. It's long. You can buy low all the shares right now. I mean, oh, I'm for sure. for that. Uh, but you're right. And, uh, you know, I'll, I mean – how about Jose Ramirez? You want to talk about somebody who's just been dreadful? He Jose Ramirez, fifth yesterday. I don't, dude. It has been rough for that guy. I mean, he has just been in. Oh, and it was like you know the end of last year into this year too. If we're talking about collectively oh, yeah. where things are, it's it's a train wreck, and you're waiting for it to come around to figure it out, and it's just it hasn't happened. I thought it would start to show a little signs of life so far, and it's not. And it's funny because I did some shows with Brad Ziegler over NFBC weekend. And he said that – he basically exposed what his weakness was on air. And he's like, until that guy shows me he can do that, he's – I'm not touching him with a 10-foot pole anywhere. I was like, wow. really? I was like, despite all the good stuff, he's a nope. There's a giant hole in his game. This is what it is. And he was talking about how he can't hit X pitch and all this stuff. And then, sure enough, he's been absolutely dead on. So, uh, great analysis there by uh, Brad Ziegler uh, talking a little baseball with him. So, uh, let's get on it here. The Yankees were rained out yesterday, as in the morning we assumed they would be. Uh, this one, you got Jay Happ against Andrew Kashner. Again, it's a 6 o'clock game, so it's wacky how that all works in. Uh, of course, you know, Andahar back on the injured list after being rushed back. Because, you know, everything the Yankees touch turns to crap, basically. <laughs> no no oh. kidding, man. No, that's oh. brutal. I mean, yeah, I, I wonder from a season-long league, you just kind of cut your ties with them if you don't have, you know, an IL spot. But, yeah, then he comes back. Aaron Hicks, I mean, was supposed to come back yesterday. The game's rained out. You wonder if he leads off, but – yeah, I mean, yeah, that's brutal news for the Yankees. It's been like this all year, Joe. Yeah, it has. And uh, honestly, there's just too many other things that I like in other games where this one just doesn't have much appeal to me, despite Andrew Kashner being there. If you do want to get involved in this one on the FanDuel side because of the time start, and you want to you know, go with some of the Urshelas of the world or you know, those kind of players, I can understand that. I think that there's a little bit of value there with the way they've played um he's just uh Gleber Torres is just 3.3 or Shella is 2.7 so when you're looking for lineup builder guys that's fine the rest of this lineup it's not where I'm running to go to Aaron Hicks could hit even third in this lineup the way DJ LeMahieu has been in the leadoff spot and kind of been comfortable there but let's let's continue on here uh let's start with uh, we got another six o'clock game too I forgot about Kyle Hendricks and Tanner Rourke locking up uh, 9.2 for Hendricks on FanDuel in Cincinnati don't love it because he's not the big strikeout pitcher either. Again, I think there's similar guys in this range, so I'm going to fade away from this game as well. Is there anything uh, for you that you actually like in this one? Because I don't love the matchup for the Reds' bats against Hendricks, and as far as the Cubs go, 
I like the Cubs. It's a perfectly good one. I just like other things better tonight. Yeah, for, I agree with that. I mean, the Cubs should have their way. 4.8 team implied total. They're going to be able to, you know, have some success against Roark, who's a fly ball pitcher in what is a hitter's ballpark. So, I mean, if you're, if you're going to find yourself in a contest where this game is available to you, yeah, I mean, you can stack them, some Cubs, but it's, they're just looking at them. They're just really priced. They're high through the roof. Even though you flip over on FanDuel, a lot of them are, you know, Brian is 4-5, Rizzo's 4-2, Baez is 4-3. I mean, you're not getting a discount. If you want to go Schwarber, he's 2-3. Yeah, I was looking at Schwarber and Body too, depending on, like, you know, if David Body is is in the game. That those It's more, again, it's kind of like games that you think are going to, you know, size that you think have decent totals, but kind of just picking and choosing some of the cheap ends of it, seeing if you can just get something – uh, point-wise return on investment as a lineup builder. So let's let's get to some things that we do like. We've got the Milwaukee Brewers against the Phillies. Uh, all right, I'm still a little, you know, take <laughs> it off from yesterday with the Phillies. But I am. I'm going to shake. And, oh, man, it was two guys on. Reese Hoskins popping up to the shortstop. Oh, so just just missed it. Cry. Oh, he just – you could tell like you can see it in his face. Like you want to throw the bat into the freaking dugout. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so we got Brandon Woodruff, 7.9 on the FanDuel side. Jared Acoff uh, at 8.9. On the DraftKings side, in terms of pricing, Woodruff is 8.6. Eikhoff is 9.2. And, you know, look, Bryce Harper has done nothing, as you said. Uh, he has continued to be this guy who I know we talked about it before. Just I think it's the pressure of the new contract. I really do. I think he's just pressing, and I think it's just showing right now. And he'll figure it out eventually. But until he does, that price at 4.7, that's not a price that I'm really flying with. Like, I can't get there at all. Uh, on the other side of this, though, I want to point out Lorenzo Kane on the FanDuel side is really, really well-priced. He's just 3.2. Coming oh, wow. off a five-hit night last night, I don't understand how we can possibly not want all the shares of Lorenzo Kane tonight at the top of that order against Ikoff. I'll take it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Eikhoff's been pretty good, but, I mean, he hasn't faced a team like the Brewers yet this season. So, I mean, I'm waiting for some of the home runs to come from him. I mean, he's typically a fly ball pitcher. He's got a 44% fly ball rate this year. Last year was at 40%. So, there's an opportunity. I think there's going to be some runs scored in this game. Yesterday, this this total was over. I expect the same thing. So, yeah, good call by you, Kane. Continuing on the FanDuel side, I mean, Moustakis is 3-4, Grandal's 3-1. I know Travis Shaw has just been brutal. And you know what, though? I had him last night. Lineup. I talked about him yesterday, Chris and I said look he's 2.2 all he has to do is just not get you a zero and he right. did he got you like six points or whatever and that's fine like on the FanDuel side and I'm going to do it again in the utility slot I'm going to go with Travis Shaw because it's going to let me get all the Astros I want later on <laughs> exactly and he's the top value over on LineStar on, on DraftKings I mean he's 2.4 so you're, you're getting that discount on both sites and usually it's just okay we love it on FanDuel but today it, there's a discount for Travis Shaw on, on drafting. So if he right. gets into the lineup and he's hitting in the five spot and the Brewers score five or six runs with their total is 4.4 gets in on the action. I think it's right. a good investment. That's all you need. You need him to get in on the action. You don't need him to be great. You just need him to allow you to get the players that you think are going to be great tonight. And I think Shaw's one of those guys and depending on where he hits in the order too, if he hits five or six or wherever it ends up being, it's, it's, I don't care if he hits seven or eight. I really don't at this point. I don't care. But you got the good lefty-righty matchup against Eikhoff. I think those are the kind of guys tonight I'm looking at. There's a lot of good lineup builder guys, and that's why I think it's going to be real easy to go up and get all the shares of Houston, which we're going to get to later. Just, you know, cool yeah. your britches. All right, so Noah Syndergaard, 9.3 uh, against Jeremy Hellickson, 6.1. That's the pricing over on the FanDuel side. On the DraftKings side of this game, uh, Noah Syndergaard's price is 9.8. Hellickson, 6.4. So uh, in this one, for me, it's McNeil. Uh, Nimmo on the FanDuel side, also very cost-efficient, just 2.7 for him. 
a guy who's walking a ton lately. I know he's not getting a lot of hits. I know you look at the overall numbers of Nimmo and you kind of go, eh, you roll your eyes, but he's walking a ton. And I think that's the thing right now. And Helixson, one of these contact kind of pitchers, I think is a perfect guy for him to kind of have a little breakout tonight. And McNeil at the top of the order is another one I like. In the middle of the order, I wish I could get excited, but I can't. And I get no excited whatsoever about the Washington Nationals lineup. Is there anything else offensively before we get into the Syndergaard debate for you to point out here? Uh, no, I think you said it perfectly, actually. Yeah, Helixson is a contact guy, 85%. It'd be, the top, it'd be the top mark in baseball if he had enough innings to qualify. So, yeah, I, I like McNeil off the top of the lineup. I mean, it could be an opportunity for Conforto to, you know, have some success. I mean, somebody – it's a good opportunity for some home runs against Helixson. I mean, the fly ball pitcher, contact guy, gives up bombs. Um, that's it. So, yeah, I mean, let's get into Syndergaard because, I, I mean, I kind of like him just because of the Nationals. I know he's been very, very inconsistent. He's – He's too hard to – I mean, it's tough for, to trust in cash. But, I mean, in tournaments, sure. I mean, this Nationals team is just – they haven't been good. They've just been striking out a ton. Well, I'm just looking okay, right so now. Okay, so basically for you, sure. it's taking a shot on Syndergaard against this lineup. And they do have Soto back, so he has returned. Yeah, that's a positive. But is, he's also been striking out too, like a he ton has, He has. I, I guess my issue is, you know, with Syndergaard, he's just been up and down. And if, if I was getting more of a discount, I mean – that's the problem is 9.8. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, you're basically the same as the Caleb Smiths of the world who have just been so much more consistent. And I understand what you're trying to do. You're trying to attack the ownership percentage a little bit. And you're hoping that maybe a guy, another guy that's a little bit chalkier or a little bit higher owned bottoms out. But do you think, so you think that's, that's the play. So you're, it's like Syndergaard because you think he can match potentially and you're going to hopefully if somebody else bottoms out, you kind of run up the standings there in the tournament. Yeah, well, there, there are a couple pitchers I do like uh, a little bit later on. And, I mean, this next matchup, too, I mean, they're going to go head-to-head with each other in, in Morton and Smith. But for Syndergaard, I just know, like, there's going to be – he's already had Washington twice this year. He's racked up 13 strikeouts in 12 innings. doesn't seem like a whole lot, but he's limited the damage. I mean, one outing, he only gave up one hit through six innings. Good chance at a W here. I mean, the 4.8 team apply total to the 3.8 for Washington. Yes, Soto's back. He's striking out 28% of the time. Robles is striking out a lot. Dozier seems to just strike out every single time he gets up to the plate. So I think that there's some strikeouts in this in this game for him and maybe even a chance at a W. And, you know, you're right. Maybe the ownership could potentially be low because there's that feel that Washington is going to turn it around and they have some bats in there. Like Soto's coming it's back. So looking at this team. Yeah, 27% of the time they're striking out on the season. I mean, that's the third most in baseball over the past couple of weeks. It's been even worse for them. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I like Syndergaard. He's not my favorite pitcher on the board, but I'm going to have some exposure to him tonight. And I know right. he's been inconsistent. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Charlie Morton, Caleb Smith. This is what we've been waiting for. Right. One of two heavyweight matchups we've got. I know if you asked me back April 1st if this would be a heavyweight matchup, I would have laughed at you. But it is. <laughs> Charlie Morton, Caleb Smith. It's in Miami. Uh, Smith is 9.5, uh, Charlie Morton 10.5. That's on the DraftKings side. Now things change on the FanDuel side, funny enough, because on the FanDuel side, Smith is 10.7, Charlie Morton's 9.8. So on one site, you're getting the discount on DraftKings on Smith, and the other one, you're getting the discount on Morton. So on FanDuel, honestly, I think these guys are probably going to go like, you know, 0-0 and it's going to be decided in the bullpen. So if you're just looking for the strikeouts and you're looking for it, to me, I want the Charlie Morton side personally on FanDuel and I want the Caleb Smith side on DraftKings. And I'm just going to take, take whatever comes with it and hope for the best. Normally, you know, me on the coin flips, I like to run away, but because of the drastic difference in the pricing, it's nearly a thousand dollar difference. I'm going to take a shot on different sites with the two different guys. 
Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And Caleb Smith, I mean, he's just been so good. I was hesitant. So yeah, I was hesitant with the start in Chicago. I mean, the wind was blowing out. And the the one knock I have on him is he's a fly ball pitcher. And so what? He can still have success. There's lots of great pitchers that are fly ball pitchers. He has awesome stuff where he can get the swing and the miss. And now he's he's back home in Miami where he's had 24 innings this year and he has a 1.50 ERA. I mean, he's only allowed four runs in 24 innings. He's struck out 30. Yeah, he's got he's got great stuff. And the Rays have a lot of swing and misses in their lineup as well. So I, I love Smith. You're right, 9.5 on DK. I think it's a must. And if you're playing over on FanDuel, you're right. You can go on the other side with Charlie Morton in 9.8 and save yourself about $1,000 there because Morton has been just as good with the strikeouts. I mean, he's walked a little – he's walked a couple more guys, but this is a – you know, he's got a better matchup at least than Smith. And neither of these lineups are anything to write home about. No. So I'm looking for two. I'm looking for a pitcher's duel here, which means it'll probably be a six-four game, right? At the end of the day, <laughs> but but still, I mean, the smart money is on this one being a pitcher's duel, and the smart money being on probably decided in the bullpens, most likely at a certain point. I mean, even this guys both go six, seven innings. It could be a one-one or a two-one kind of situation there. And uh, for me, I, I think I'll take the points. I'll take the points, which is the quality starts, the the uh, the strikeouts, and I believe the, both those guys at the prices on the respective sites are good enough investments that I don't have to trail, troll for the win necessarily. I'm just trolling for the good start, and I think because both lineups do suck so much <laughs> for me, like in terms of what I see, their return on investment. I mean, you know, when you got guys like Travis Darno in a lineup, and, you know, it's, it's – yeah. Tampa's really done it with smoke and mirrors. They've done it with pitching. I mean, Snell's been brilliant. Gordon's been very good. But now Glasnow's on the DL – and they really have done it with the pitching. So we'll see if that can continue now with Glasnow out. And God knows what's going to happen with him. All right. Speaking of expensive pitchers, how about Chris Sale? Oh, oh you want to get boy. involved in the Chris Sale business? <sighs> 11.4, baby, on the FanDuel side. That is what we call expensive. Now, it's funny. On FanDuel, you got the other side of this, Kyle Freeland at 6.5. And I got to ask the question. Is there any oppo love at all for Kyle Freeland on the road? Because on the road, typically, he's a pretty good pitcher. And – you know, if in terms of contrarian stuff, I mean, this is it right here. You know, you got to save a ton. He's just 6.6 uh, on the DraftKings side, too. As a secondary pitcher, take a shot in a multi-entry, maybe with Freeland as the second guy. Maybe. I mean, Upset you have to – of Chris Sale, or yeah. is Chris Sale finally now – put the flag in the top of the mountain and said, nope, I'm Chris Sale again. Everybody back off. Yeah, I mean, he definitely looks like it lately. Um, you know, he – but his last two starts have come against some pretty mediocre teams, right? The White Sox and, and the Orioles, even still 24 strikeouts over that – over his 14 innings, and he's only allowed one run. So that's really positive to see. It's been two or fewer runs allowed in four straight games. But who's he played, Joe? Detroit, Tampa, Chicago, and Baltimore. Now he's going to get a test against Colorado. Some guys, obviously, in that lineup who can hit lefties. I, I won't – go the the freeland way but if you want to be ultra like that's the ultra contrarian move if you play right. multiple tournament lineups you're right but they just he just doesn't strike out a lot of guys so even that's if he fair. has success in in boston oh yeah it's got to be a success like he's got to get the w success yeah he's, he's got to go six seven way. innings he could he could go six or seven allow six or seven hits and one run and still not even get the w for you but yeah i mean it's you're definitely saving some money but uh i'm gonna go elsewhere later on with maybe a guy who's kind of off <laughs> all right let's talk about some of those guys too i mean you, you're not getting any discount on story or Arenado, even though they're going on the road against sales so you can kind of throw that out the window Raphael Devers on the other hand has been a guy who's been very good. great this year yeah he really has and it's funny in the, in the fantasy black book this year I wrote about him and I was like look everyone's giving up on this kid way too soon and I'll be buying all the Devers shares because they're super cheap 
Third base has some question marks in it. Go get all the Devers you can. And I don't, you know, it's not about being right. It's about being right for the right reason. And the right reason is if you love Devers two years ago because of the talent, last year in his first full season of the major leagues at 22 or whatever the hell he was last year, you can't just abandon ship. He's too no. young. He's got too much upside, too much talent. And that is the problem. People just give up too fast on these guys. And I, and it's just, it makes me laugh. And, and Devers is a guy that season long shares I'm all about. I've, I've tried to get him wherever I could. And, and it's, he deserves a little bit of a pop and a little bit of a mention here. Yeah. Um, dirt cheap, and, dirt yeah. cheap during um, the season. You know, you talk about how you have so many shares. Yeah. He was, he was so cheap. What I like about him so far this season. I mean, yeah, the home runs have him there. They're going to come. I mean, 21 last year, he had a great postseason run last year with Boston as well as he's walking 10.6% of the time. Last year was seven. He's striking out 14% of the time. Last year was 25%. So he's, he's taking his pitches. He's getting on base. He's not swinging at everything. And this is why you see a 336 average and a 408 on base percentage. And, what what's not to like about him hitting in that six spot with all those guys that get on base for him? Absolutely. All right. Uh, where we go? Houston Astros. Woo! Yep. Wade Miley against Ryan Carpenter. This is what I've been waiting for. This is my Woodstock. This is it. Uh, I, I want I want so many. Give me give me right down the line. Uh, Springer, Bregman, Brantley. If you want to take Marisnik at the bottom again because he had a good day, and go him. Springer, Bregman, Brantley. Uh, me personally. For the cost of guys, I'm trying to get Bregman, Brantley, Correa. And then I like to add Diaz in because Diaz, especially on the FanDuel side, is still cheap. Talked about him yesterday. Highlighted him as a guy to have in the lineup. He went yard again. He's been red hot since Altuve went on the IL. And until he cools off, I really don't care. Like I'm just going to keep rolling him out there and seeing what happens. Ryan Carpenter, I mean, I don't know about you, Chris, but I, that's, I'm not afraid of Ryan Carpenter. I don't think anybody should be. No. Uh, so I'm, I'm going all in again and – you know, I don't care if it's shock. I don't care if it's highly owned. It's just the right thing to do. Yeah, the only people afraid of Ryan Carpenter are, are Detroit Tigers fans. I mean, they're <laughs> sitting in the stands trying to dodge balls. <laughs> oh no, Ryan Carpenter today. Well, I mean, look, the guys. He look last two starts. Uh, I'm sorry, no, the last start he had right five innings, two strikeouts, one walk. I mean, he's not the kind of guy's going to dominate. He gave up eight hits there. Uh, he, you know, it was a minus 13, <laughs> you know, it's just like look, huge, huge contact so far in, in yeah. a, over the course of his career and fly balls too. And which is not a good sign when you're giving up contact right. and Brantley, and fly uh, balls. Even against the lefty, uh, it's one of those lefty lefty guys like Brantley hits everybody. So I'm not he does. Really Yeah. Brantley is just a, a professional hitter. I love that guy. It was a and, really nice signing at the time. I kind of shook my head at that. And I was like, what are they doing there? I thought they wanted to bring up Tucker and kind of move on and, and keep going young, but you know what? It's been brilliant. He's been terrific in that spot too. Yeah, they're being real patient with their young guys. I love the Diaz call by you. I think you have to continue to roll them out. You don't worry about ownership or chalk. And you know what? I like Wade Miley. As crazy as it sounds, I like it's Wade Miley crazy. in this it's matchup. Not crazy at all. I know he's he's got a great chance to get the W, and I know he's a better real life pitcher than than you know. You look at his stats; he's got thirty strikeouts in forty five innings. That's not appealing from a fantasy standpoint. But he doesn't walk a whole lot of guys. He keeps the ball on the ground fifty percent of the time. He's got a three point one eight ERA because of that. And you go look at his starts; he hasn't allowed more than three runs once this season, and it's been two or fewer in three straight against good teams. So now he's got an opportunity in Detroit to get the W. The offense is going to give him the support. Yeah, I don't think it's crazy at all. Yeah, I mean, actually, the Tigers have the highest strikeout, the second highest strikeout in baseball. So it's a good opportunity for him maybe to just to rack up six or seven, go six or seven innings, get a win. He's 7.9. That allows you to get the stack you want. Well, that's the whole thing. It's like, and then you got to figure out, okay, well, who am I abandoning to get Miley? You know, that's that's basically it. How many many Astros can I have in my lineup? 
Right. <laughs> what am I, you know, how do I want to do that and work that out? But I'm with you, dude. I, I definitely think he's in play. And I, it's very rare that I say Wade Miley's in play. Same. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's just not something that you like to say out loud for other people to hear, let alone on a podcast. But Wade <laughs> Miley is in play tonight because of this matchup and because I just think Bregman and, and Correa and Spring are just going to eat. They're just going to eat <laughs> Ryan Carpenter for sure. All right, Jack Flaherty is on this late tonight uh, against Mike fulton Hevich. Now, this is the 50-50 game I'm running away from. Uh, just because these are two good teams, two good pitchers. Nope. Just, you know, you can flip a coin like a, like a Targaryen, right? Yeah, you know, the God flips a coin with every Targaryen, and one of them's crazy and one of them's not. That's your little Game of Thrones reference for the, uh, for the morning. But I just uh, – to me, there's not enough here to make me want to push to one side of this game or the other. But, Chris, you might feel differently. How do you feel about this one going in? No, I don't feel different. Uh, this is a kind of a fade. I think there's going to be some runs scored. At least I, I believe that St. Louis should be able to have success. Fulton Avich is, while I do think he's a good pitcher, maybe it's just been some rust. Obviously, he missed a good chunk of the season to start. But right, he's still kind of catching up a little so bit. So far, I mean, 16.2 innings. He's given up 15 runs, five homers. Uh, he's only struck out 10. He's walked five guys. So, I mean, this may be an opportunity. And, and there's no real discount on St. Louis. I think it could just be a contrarian of the radar stack um if you want to go with some cards if you're looking i agree cards are the way i would go if you if yeah. you force my hand it would be cardinals not braves in this one yeah. just uh, from from the outlook of it and 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 that's at home and that's not normally where i would go i wouldn't usually right. troll the whole team but i think so all right now you got cam Bedrosian, who looks like he's probably going to be <laughs> starting this game for an inning and then handing it off to pena i don't know all i know is that that's something where you go all right well i guess we got to go back to the minnesota twins again <laughs> which uh, is another one I talked about last night too. You know, fortunately, Barrios, you know, didn't see that coming last night, but Otani is back with a vengeance, man. I mean, look at him. And it's funny. That's what I said in yesterday's show. I said, look, as long as he can get past Trout and Otani, the rest is cake. He couldn't yeah. get past Otani, and that was his undoing. That home run was his undoing, and that was the end of that game for him. Yeah, it um, was. But on this one, I'm going, I'll go right back to the Polancos and Cruz and Rosarios of the world. Now, you know, Cruz healthy. Obviously, that's, that's the question mark there. Uh, but you know, the problem is Chris, like, I just, I can't, if I'm already into the mid four range, then why am I not getting Astros? That's, I guess my problem. That's, that's where I kind of don't see, I don't see it unless you're just looking for differential and you're just looking for multi-entry and you're trying to get, you got your Houston lineup and now you want another one. I could see this being a decent one too, because you're going to get a whole lot of shots, some mediocre pitching tonight from the angels and they're at home. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I agree. It's it's Astros or like if you if you're the type of person who likes to put multiple lineups in tournaments and just go with three team stacks and twin should be probably in your top three and you go that way. Yeah, Polanco has been great all year. We've been we've been just pumping his tires. I mean, he's a contact guy. Now he's all of a sudden hitting home runs and this lineup is just really good and Pena comes in. He comes in in the second or the third. He's a fly ball guy. Opportunity there for some home runs. The Angels have been hot. I mean, they played some mediocre teams, but I think they've won six of eight, 11 of 15. So yeah, you get Otani back up and around the corner. Maybe they start getting some runs. But right now they're just a they're just a two three stack. And Gibson's actually been pretty good this season. I know he's faced some some weaker teams lately, but I mean he could even get you the W if you're looking to be a little bit different as well. He's not a top three four pitcher on the slate today, but I think you know there's an opportunity at least for a W if you're looking to make some bets. I think the Twins at home is a solid bounce back candidate. All right, so Danny Duffy, lefty taking on Shelby Miller and the Texas Rangers tonight. Uh, Duffy's 100 pitches, last two outings, six innings. I mean, I think there's a little bit of appeal here, too. Another one of these kind of quiet mid-seven pitchers. There's a couple of them on the slate. We've got one more left to get to. We already talked about Wade Miley being in the seven range. 
Uh, same thing here with Danny Duffy. Now, I know the Texas Rangers are theoretically a good lineup, but, you know, you're, you're kind of, in a way, neutralizing a lot of the good things they do with guys like Chu, Lazara, and Odor, who can struggle sometimes against left-handed pitching, and even Joey Gallo sometimes. So, Danny Duffy with the lefty on the mound in Kansas City, not in Texas, I kind of think is in play tonight as well. Uh, another one of these secondary pitchers that can help if you want to go up to a Chris Sale in cash. I don't think it's a terrible idea. I just look at Duffy being the lefty in, in Kansas City, and I say, look, this lineup is not tailor-made for this kind of – it's not a good matchup for Texas, I think. No, it's not. You're right. They just have so many lefties in there. Mazzaro the struggled and – Very small. Very <laughs> like, small, yeah. Uh, yeah, Mazzaro, Chu, you mentioned Gallo, Odor. Like, there's a lot of lefties in this lineup. So, yeah, I mean, a contrarian play that I can get behind. I think there's Am I be getting fancy? Tell me the truth. Uh, no, you're not getting super fancy. I th- you're you're definitely on to something because I've noticed this quiet. with Texas this year. Yeah, with with Texas, is they've just had more success against right-handed pitching than they have against lefties, and and so I, that's why I think that you're on to something there. Yeah, and in Kansas City too, like that's the thing. If this was in Texas, I go, oh, you know, anything can oh, happen in sure. Texas. But you know, in Kansas City, it's a great price. A guy who's gone six innings two in a row, throwing 100 pitches. That means he's been you know, relatively efficient. He's giving you what you want. He's giving you the quality starts. He's getting through the game. And that's kind of, you know, everything you want. And it's tonight on a price where, you know, we, if you don't want to flip the coin on Syndergaard and say, okay, that's the, that's where I'm going. There's some guys out there. Duffy's one of them. We talked about Wade Miley. Uh, there's guys out there tonight that are, and I guess that's also why you kind of point to Freeland being a bad version of that because you need everything to break right for Freeland because he, Yes, you do. Need the win, yeah. For, and for the Rangers, I mean, just I just look now. I just flipped it over quickly. I mean, twenty eight percent of the time they're striking out against lefties. That's compared to twenty six overall, and that's the third highest mark against lefties. So, I mean, you definitely are onto something. This team doesn't hit lefties as well no. as they. Look, I'm telling you right now tonight. You're playing in tournaments. I think you need some Danny Duffy shares. I think you'll be happy to have him. I'm going to have him. Just remember, whatever we're talking about, we're playing. We're not one of the, you know, right. we're playing it. So we're going to live and die just with you here. Uh, that's what we do. We are those kind of folks. All right, Joe Musgrove, Luke Weaver. Weaver's been terrific lately. Outside of one hiccup a couple starts ago, Weaver's been just blowing guys away. This Pittsburgh lineup is not intimidating at all. No. I'm all about Luke Weaver tonight. He's 8.8. That's another guy that I think is very much in play. This is just stacking up to be kind of night where I think you could put a lot of different pieces together and be happy with a lot of lineups and you can't always say that <laughs> you know like last no, night was not that slate but tonight it is and Luke Weaver's another one of these guys 8.8 uh over on the DraftKings side on the FanDuel side he's another one of these guys too it's a little bit cheaper than Morton he is all the way down at uh where are we here he is at nine point four. so a little cheaper than the Morton version so you know, that's, that's something to keep in mind here. I think Luke Weaver very much in play tonight. Very, very much. Yeah, I like him a lot, actually. And he's been really good. This is the Weaver I was expecting last season. And he struggled with walks. He was giving up some home runs, which is weird because he usually keeps the ball on the ground. So far this year, 50 strikeouts in 45 innings, three or fewer in every single start. But the first start of the year, just the very first one, he went in and faced the Dodgers, and then he faced the Red Sox. Other than that, he's been lights out. He's had an outing in Colorado where he had 8K through 7, only gave up three hits and one run. He's already faced Pittsburgh this year where he even gave up one run through six, had 7K. I like this spot for him a lot. And, and, he's, and Musgrove's he's been terrible. You know, that's he's like you, know, you talk about a guy who, you know, you, you wanted – he was looking so good and all these things, and we buy in, and then what happens? Then he starts, you know, showing you why you, you weren't in on him in the first place, and that sucks. But you know what? He's been terrible. 
I've got no confidence in Musgrove anymore. He's ruined all the confidence I have, so all the Weaver shares. I want to talk about Trent Thornton tonight, too, because this is another one where it's going to be Nick Vincent and then Tyler Beattie and whatever it is and Sam Fran, and they suck. Oh, yeah. If you're looking for the contrarian offense of the night, I think it's the Blue Jays against San Francisco because people look at the ballpark and say no. They look at the total and say no. But you look at the pitcher that they're facing, and the pitcher and says say yes. yes. <laughs> the pitcher says yes. And Vlad Guerrero Jr. is super cheap. He's just 3.5 by his comparison on the DraftKings scale. On the FanDuel side of him, we'll get his price as well. He is uh, 2.7. I mean, Guerrero's all the way down to 2.7 at this point. Uh, to me, Trent Thornton, I don't love Trent Thornton, but you know who does? The Lion Star app. On the FanDuel side, it's 6.2. In terms of return on investment, he is the highest one. So if you're looking for another guy, I mean, this is even cheaper in terms of tournament stuff, and it's really a play about ownership and a play about trolling San Francisco and what they're doing or not doing and who they're throwing out there. Uh, the Blue Jays are another one of these groups I think is also that uh, I'm going to have some pieces of, especially on the FanDuel side with how cheap Guerrero is. I've never seen this before, and it's only 4.1 innings for Beatty, but 10.38 K per nine and a 10.38 walks per nine. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like, I can on. double check that, but you know, over his, you know, it's like Rick small, Vaughn. <laughs> yeah, over his small sample, I mean, he's got 12 innings uh, in, on his resume, and he's given up 19 hits, 16 runs. He's given up two homers. He's walked 13. He's just all over the place. So if there is a spot for the Jays to get right, it is against him. Yeah, Vincent is only going to toss an inning, and, and that's it. And then, and then they're going to turn it over to Beattie, and it's, and it's just who knows. There's just, you just don't know what to expect. Yeah, he's probably going to get some strikeouts, but he's also going to struggle with his command. And I think it's a good spot for Guerrero. I'd rather go Gerchik if you want to go Smoke. I mean, Galvis has been pretty good this season as well if he's going to hit in the five spot. Uh, yeah, I think it's an, another underrated. Maybe just maybe you don't want to stack the Jays. Maybe just get one or two. No, Guerrero, I don't think I want to stack them. Galvis. I think you want a piece or two here and there. Yeah, and then I think it's Gerchik and Guerrero, those are the two guys that I'm yeah, looking at. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not stacking Jays. I don't think that much of them, but – Again, it's just looking like a piece of, of things, and that's a good cheap piece again, and there's a lot of those to go around. Brett Anderson and Mike Leake uh, in Seattle tonight, the A's in Seattle. I think more offense uh, going right back down to the Chris Davises and Matt Olsons again. Matt Olson is just 3,000 on FanDuel again. Uh, I mean, come you on. You have to play him. You got to. I mean, there's no – and first base is just wide open. I absolutely am playing him because there's not a lot of first basemen on tonight's slate that I'm excited about, and he's absolutely one that I am. Uh, you can go on the other side of this one, too. I think there's going to be plenty to like, uh, certainly with Hanniger and Santana and Encarnacion, three righties at the top of that lineup against Anderson, all about. And then you got the game of the night that I can't wait to watch. The other heavyweight bout, it's Kershaw and Paddock. Paddock's done everything great. He's over 10,000. Clayton Kershaw has been very good since he's been back. He's over 10,000. I don't know which way to go, so I'm just going to just walk away from it. I, I yeah. guess it's the same kind of thing that we talked about earlier with the Caleb Smith. Charlie Morton, but the problem is both these guys are in the double digit thousands, and I think that's where I kind of draw the line. Yeah, it's too, it's for me, it's too tough to choose one side or the other. I mean, this is a matchup that I can't wait to watch. You're right, Paddock has just done way more than I even expected. I knew he was legit, but this is just. Man, the stuff on his – the stuff he throws is just – it's it's phenomenal. It's just so fun to watch. So I'm looking forward to this matchup. It's it's a game that I'll just choose the under, Joe. <laughs> and I'll just sit back and I'll watch because yeah, I don't want to well, spend – Well, look, if I had to choose, I'm going to choose Kershaw because he's at home. Yeah, and, and it's a weaker and, lineup. And it's a weaker lineup for San Diego. So, like, it's just yeah. more of a war of attrition for me. But you know what? We said that about Pack a couple weeks ago. We thought it might be a war of attrition against Atlanta. And you know what? He came out on the road against a good offense with a W. So yeah. – 
I, you know, <laughs> you, you can really make the argument either way, but I would always rather be a little safer. And I think Kershaw's the safer of the two, but dude, I mean, you could, you could really make the case for Paddock in this one as well. I just, I kind of want to stay away from it. I don't want to separate the slates into the, the, the early and the late tonight personally, but if you wanted to, you could, because as long, because you're getting Houston in the early one and the only things you're losing, you're losing that, um, uh, which one are we losing here? We're losing the Danny Duffy start and the Luke Weaver start. That's about it. Yeah. It's important, but there's plenty, you could do it and just kind of get out of the business of that if you want to do, but I don't think you need to tonight. All right, let's uh, call our shot. Who you got tonight? Who's going yard, Chris? Uh, yeah, there's a couple options, obviously. I'll stay away from Houston, but you can, like we said before, you can go one through five there. I, like, let's go with Eddie Rosario. Let's go with Eddie Rosario. I think Felix Pena is going to get in there. He's a fly ball guy, and uh, Eddie's been hot. I like, I like the pop in his back. He's been hot. All right, uh, for me, I'm going to go with it's, – look, it's not exciting, but look, if, if I – Do it. If I, it's my Houston guys, I got to go with my Houston guys. It's Carlos Correa tonight going yard against Ryan Carpenter. Nice. Uh, do it. Do it, Mr. Correa. That's what I love. All right, so make sure you are subscribing to the podcast if you're enjoying us here. And you can follow us on Twitter at Line Star App and at Chris Meaty and Joe17. And make sure you're using that Line Star app to make sure you're getting the optimizer, all the tools, all the splits, everything you need to help you be successful in DFS. You can also follow us at Line Star MLB as well. That'll do it for me and Chris Meany. But there's only one thing left to do, and that's step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by Line Star. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany.